Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. Not sure if uh, Vern's going to join us today, but we'll find out. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and today it's football, last names you can't pronounce. Oh, so no. have is, a hard time pronouncing. This is, okay? Yes. So we Vander Jack, I think, is going to be one of the answers. Wait, which one? Vanderjack. Vanderjack. Now, that's pretty easy to pronounce. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, yeah. Well, there <laughs> you pronounce see it. how it's spelled, though. It's J-A-G-T or whatever. Oh, yeah, like Krzyzewski. You know. Yeah. Yeah, same sort of thing. Exactly. Oh, shoot, I just gave it away. No, that's yeah. not. Well, he was a basketball coach, so. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about a few things. One, uh, before we started the show, uh, Russell and I were talking about the difference between games and sports. And, and, you know, what, what constitutes, in, in Russell's mind, what constitutes game, like shooting pool, versus sport, football. Okay? And we'll talk about that. Also, uh, talk a little bit about the UFC, uh, tennis star Djokovic. Oh, man, that's silly. Uh, Major League Baseball, huh? Maybe have a season this year. Ah. And uh, Carl Crawford being sued because of a five-year-old drowning in his pool last year i think it was last year and uh it just it, a couple of comments on that it's like really are you serious you getting sued for what you know so anyway that's going to be our uh there's more wrestling topics. in the news so I, and there's wrestling in the news okay well, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll let you talk uh you had that one up okay so this segment of sports econ 101 is sponsored by pacific private money providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over seven and a half percent and going up actually Secured by real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than them. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. Oh, we are going to be right back. Don't touch that dial.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more. That's right, 7% or more. Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. We're still waiting to see if Byrne joins us today. I'm glad he isn't, so I don't have to apologize to the Randy Moss thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was last I week. I wanted right? to sweep that under the rug. I will offer an on-air apology while he's not here. Okay. We got that wrong, and he was right. I'll accept it on his behalf. How's that? Well, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking back seven years, and I was going, you know, that was probably Randy Moss's quietest year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He didn't make any statements. He didn't make any waves. He actually was a, a, a model player for the yeah. Niners during that time. Yeah, he was, for sure. And that was probably his best chance at winning a Super Bowl, too. Yeah. You know, so... How weird, how different would Randy Moss's legacy be if he had a Super Bowl victory 
you know, behind him, but he didn't get one with New England and he didn't get one with the Oh, Vikings. that's right. He had stopped playing with them uh, and he never got one with the Vikings, obviously. Oh, man, that's too bad because he is a Hall of Fame player, but uh, – But he doesn't have a ring. Yeah. Some of those guys just – you know, it's it's tough. I mean, we started just reading, you know, Jim Otto, right? He played for the uh, Raiders for so many years, but he missed out on uh, – I mean, he played in the Super Bowl, but, uh, you know, just, just never won that ring. Um, so let, let's go back to what we were first talking about before we even started the show, which was, uh, you know, what do you consider a sport versus what you consider a game? Well, I, I think that there's, to me, and this is me, I don't necessarily make this something that, that has to be, you know, the, the canon definition. But what I, when I watch a sport, I want to see some level of physical interaction between the players. So there's got to be some level of contact or at least physical effort that goes between, you know, something that, that requires such a high degree of physical skill. Okay, so not necessarily individual skill, let's say like golf or bowling, because you don't go, you don't touch the other player. Right. Uh, but baseball, potentially you could. And I know tennis falls into that, that the, 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 would Absolutely. fall outside of my definition. And I, I would make an exception for tennis being a sport because players have to be extraordinarily athletic to return the ball and to oh yeah i mean it, it, in golf it's an, it doesn't matter what your opponent does you're kind of on your own same thing in bowling but and tennis, if you're 95 years old you can be a good golfer and that to me takes it out of the sport level you can't compete with the 40 year olds or the 25 year olds i go to rossmore sometime <laughs> go to rossmore sometime and see how good you are to some of the 90 year olds well not no, me no, not no. me personally not me personally but uh uh you know, listen, they had, uh, you know, uh, bowling, they had, uh, you know, the, the senior tour, golf, they have the senior tour, right? Um, still doesn't mean that they're going to compete. Against- so football doesn't have a senior tour. No. That's Basketball always- does not have a senior tour and baseball doesn't have a senior tour. I think- uh, now, for a while, they did have the players come back after they retired, but that, that proved to be kind of a disaster. It was sort of a fun little. Like, they did that in the All-Star game. They did have that Legends game. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember watching, and I think it was George Gervin, tore his ACL. Oh, that's, oh, that's right, yeah. But, I mean, in baseball, I mean, you know, watching Willie Mays out there and, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the old-timers. I mean, it's kind of fun to see them, but it, it didn't last long just because you can't see the, you know, the, the, the ability just isn't there. It's just, well, and that these guys will get injured. I, yeah. I think the, the whole concept of the old timers game ended when George Gervin got hurt and everybody after that was like, you know what? It's just not fun watching old guys, you know, putter around and eventually all you're going to do is see them get hurt. It's not even for anything. It's yeah. Not, not no, that, that's a good point. But you were mentioning the first thing you mentioned was watching uh, poker on TV. And I said, you know, whether it's a game or a sport. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a game. But I, I still have to take my hat off to people who can sit for hours with, with heavy concentration on, on something specific like that where you're, you're dealing with other opponents. I mean, race car driving, right? You're by yourself in a way, but you are competing against other race car drivers. And that's not easy to, to have, you know, drive 500 miles where you're, you're, you're constantly having to keep your mental energy well, that part is true. And then there is contact between the cars Absolutely. and other cars. And there's a high danger element. That's something that I would say is a sport. 
But if you say that poker is a sport, you can also say jigsaw puzzle building is a sport. Until you wake up. People put jigsaw puzzles out on, on a, you know, on a table and whoever builds the jigsaw puzzle first wins. There you go. You just invented a new sport. Let's bet on it. Let's watch well, it on TV. I see right? that before we see baseball. <laughs> Unfortunately, that that is the, that that maybe we have to have something to carry us through till till August or till September because it doesn't look like baseball is going to be there. I, right. I I really 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 don't know what to say about baseball. I well, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, okay. We had a few minutes, and uh, you said that there was there was some wrestling uh, in the yeah. There was. Um, it was actually a pretty big deal. Is that um. Uh, the WWE had to fire some some folks based on sexual harassment, huh. and the the the, the uh, there are a huge number of allegations of sexual harassment against all of the big federations, whether it's Impact or AEW or the WWE. There's lots of women that are saying that they've been sexually harassed, that that the harassers have been um, uh, shielded or that they, the, the discipline has not been there. And that, you know, it really, wrestling is really, you know, an old boys club in a yeah, lot sure. of ways. And it's sort of like when I was, you know, managing in wrestling, I always said to myself that being in wrestling is like a combination of three things. One, it's like a, a traveling circus. Yeah. <laughs> Two, it's kind of like the military in some way. Huh. Because of the, the the physical training and the intense, like you know, no oh. pain, no gain, you know, oh, you gotcha. suck okay. it up. You got to make sure that you know you don't show any weakness, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the third thing that I was that I felt like is that it's sort of like a high school locker room extended. The the whole culture of wrestling was like hanging out in the boys' locker room, just huh. sort of extended out, you know, with older folks there. But there are a lot of folks that that are in wrestling that haven't really grown up that still have a very, you know, immature attitude toward. Well, don't, don't forget the entertainment value side of it too. Yeah. Well, the entertainment side of it keeps people from growing up. I think that, that gotcha. people have been so ensconced in the idea that it's entertainment, not a reality type thing. Yeah. They, get kind of caught up in their own characters. Well, let me ask you about the sexual harassment. Is it the, is it, is it the women wrestlers or is it the people behind the scenes? It's both. It's both. Sadly, it's both. Yeah. It's the women from, you know, being ticket counters to being, you know, executives, you know, have all suffered some level of old boys club attitudes and, and that, you know, the, the, the boys are there to protect themselves. The fact that they even call themselves boys instead of men has, huh. I think, yeah. something to do with it. That there's a certain level where the guys never really grow up. And they it, don't didn't, it didn't come out at the, uh, during the, U, the, the Me Too movement. It came out now. It's, it's because it takes that long to penetrate the veneer of wrestling. Wow. It takes that long, you know... Wrestling is different than other sports or entertainment forms in that, remember, for many years, they had what was called kayfabe, which was the sort of carny language of, of it's all real, you know, that, oh. that we believe it's real. Even we have to tell everyone that we believe oh. it's real. 
so that other people will believe it's real. Gotcha. And that sort of created a fantasy world for wrestling that it's never really gotten out of. And I think that's where a lot of this harassment stuff comes from. Gotcha. They feel like create their own universe for themselves. All right. Well, hey, guys, we're guys, you and me. Okay, we're we're going to cut to Guy. We're going to cut to our first uh, commercial trivia question about football. Last names you can't pronounce. Uh, you may know me best from my stellar collegiate career at the University of Washington. I was the 2001 Rose Bowl MVP after I led my team to a 34-24 victory over Drew Brees in, and Purdue. I was drafted by the Oakland Raiders in the second round of the 2001 NFL Draft. Who am I? All right, that's our uh, question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. Be right back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877 877- 360-0402. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Russell Jackman. First trivia question. Uh, this is uh, called, the theme is football. Last names you can't pronounce. You may know me best from my stellar collegiate career at the University of Washington. I was the 2001 Rose Bowl MVP after I led my team to a 34-24 victory over Drew Brees and Purdue. Uh, I was drafted by the Oakland Raiders in the second round of the 2001 NFL Draft. Who am I? And the answer is Marquis Tuiasosopo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So now I pronounce Tuiasosopo. So does, does that mean last names I, I can pronounce? Yeah, that, that wasn't too hard. But no, I, the I, other two are. All I was thinking of is Gannon. All, all I could think of. Oh, oh Gannon. Yeah. That, that time period. For that time period. Gannon. Yeah, but that's easy to pronounce. So that's why. Yeah, I that's what I was thinking. What's that? Okay, so um, we, we were talking about wrestling, and I want to move on to the UFC, because former presidential candidate, uh, a former presidential candidate, um, uh, Mr. Yang, I think, uh, said the UFC is exploiting its fighters, and they should be making three to four times what they currently earn. Also, he said that they should be classified as employees. Um, and I'm kind of wondering, are they allowed to fight anywhere else? Yeah, they're allowed to fight in other feds. Um, Okay, because uh, that, that would they, not make them employees from that end of it. If they were only allowed to fight in UFC, then for sure they'd be employees. But, um, you know, it's like a CPA, right? He's allowed to take on any client he wants and work for anybody he wants. Um, so, you know. I but mean, UFC is becoming sort of the, the monopoly on UFC fighting. You know, they, they, are, yeah. they are slowly moving into becoming – you know, I remember when UFC started and when yep. it was really, truly like a tournament of different martial arts styles. Oh, yeah. All fighting against each other. You had sumo guys in the ring. Boxers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so forth. But it turned out that all the other martial arts styles failed and only the uh, jiu-jitsu guys won. Yeah. And so it's morphed now into just a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fight. The whole time. It, it, okay, so I was wondering, is is that what the MMA basically is is using? Yeah, it really has. You don't see any other styles in there anymore. And I wonder what's the. Uh, I, I remember years ago they they did that. There was like a big, like a cage match type of thing, and they basically had uh, them all fighting at once, um, and they you know, best man wins type of thing. And it was the guy. It was the jujitsu guy. Yeah, um, it was Rice Gracie. Okay. Royce Gracie, who I admired to the furthest degree. I think, I think the hardest man to beat in history was Royce Gracie. I think, I think, uh, forget, forget Muhammad Ali, forget Hulk Hogan, forget, you know, <laughs> any, any, anybody, you know, I think the hardest single human being when he was confronted one-on-one -on -one with somebody else was and, and and what specifically made it that way? Because he wasn't big and imposing. He didn't look like he was, you know, built like a brick house or anything mm -hmm. like that. He looked kind of schlubby, actually. But the guy had a heart that was that could go infinitely. He never ran out of stamina. And what he would do is that people would push him up, up against the wall. They'd smash him around. They would look like they had him down. They would punch at him. And then he would slither up their arm and break it. <laughs> he, would, he would slither around their knee and, and make them tap out. Because he was like, it was like trying to, to fight 
muscular silly putty. That's oh, really the oh. best way to describe it. It was like trying to, to, to defeat like six foot four of muscular silly putty. So, and, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't know enough about jujitsu. Is it uh, more of a defensive type of? That's, uh... that's all I know about. I studied jujitsu for five years. I was oh. practicing to get a brown belt before I got injured. So it's the one martial art I really know a lot about. Okay. There's two types of jujitsu. There's Okinawan jujitsu uh -huh. and there's Brazilian jujitsu. Okay. Brazilian jujitsu was basically created by the Gracie. They took the Okinawan jujitsu, which is similar to judo. Judo is is involves a lot of throwing, yeah. involves a lot of falls, but they they combined jujitsu. Uh, jujitsu included judo's throws with submission arts, grappling and and chokes and um, uh, uh, arm locks and leg locks as a way to get people to submit. Okay. So, but Hoist added striking to the Brazilian element of it. So jiu-jitsu now encompasses both striking and submission and throws and falling. When I took jiu-jitsu, I didn't learn how to strike for three years. I, they, didn't even, they didn't even bother to teach you how to punch or anything like that. But what I did do from the moment I first started jiu-jitsu was learn how to fall. Yeah. Not, not that I'm an expert at it, having broken my shoulder falling and my hip falling, but those, yeah. neither one of those things was in combat. Both of those things were just me doing just ordinary things. Yeah, but sure. falling is the thing they teach you how to do from the start. And that's how I was able to get into wrestling because I, even before I stepped in a ring, I already was an expert on how to fall and not get get injured at least i mean it's sort of like uh i'm thinking about when you jump out of the, an airplane with a parachute and when you land you're supposed to just you have to land a certain way so oh yeah you break your legs oh yeah that's yeah. why i don't do any well that plus i have an absolute abject fear of falling off of heights i, I uh yeah you're not the only one <laughs> yeah i don't i don't do the high board you know i don't do even though i'm an expert in falling it's all from a standard height or a you know maybe as high as a human being picking me up and body slamming me but i never i got to tell you one thing if you try going to a wrestling ring and climb up to the third row that's a lot higher than you think it is I, yeah i i can imagine i mean that's that's what about four and a half feet yeah more like about five. Oh, it is six. about five feet five yeah. to six so looking at and you go oh well it's six feet but you go climb oh, up no. to the top of a ladder yeah. Think about jumping off of that. Yeah. And would you do that? No, probably not. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. It's amazing when you know just like we have a we have a, this one stairwell at home and we have uh I, I had to change this light bulb that I've never had to change before. And you know, I had to probably climb up about ten feet. And it's scary. <laughs> you know, I gotta say it's scary. And, and it's think only about wrestlers that jump that level and then land on solid ground. Yeah, but, which they do. I well, but the, the the mat is got a little cushion to it. Oh no, you'll see them jump off of the ring, the top top rope of the ring, and land outside. Oh, on the cement. Yeah. Oh. And that's yeah. the height of the ring. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. So wow. it's more like about ten feet. Yeah, too scary yeah. for me. Hey, moving on here, uh, tennis star Djokovic. Holy crud, he. Uh, Hosted a mini tournament with no social distancing, no masks, 
and then they went ahead and partied at some bar. And gee, guess what? A lot of people, including he and his wife, got the virus. And tennis is supposed to be the safest possible coronavirus activity, I would think. It's up there with, with it. If you do it right, there's no physical contact. You know, you, you, the, the, the actual game itself has no physical contact. It's I mean, except for you're both touching the ball, but... Uh, you wear gloves. That's true. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and they've also said that, that surface touching is not one of the ways that the coronavirus now is really spread. It's okay. much more by, by somebody coughing or breathing on you that, that, that makes the virus. But again, when they're all crowded in a bar and, and all that other stuff, and I'm just wondering, what's the effect that, that that's going to happen you know, to not only tennis but other sports? Well, I think we're seeing all around the United States that you know, there was a quote saying that California may be tired of the coronavirus, but the coronavirus is not tired of California. Huh. And so as people you know, lose their, their attention span of being locked up and being, you know, uh, quarantined, they are, you know, rubber banding the other way. And so that people are like, well, I haven't gotten together with people in two, three months. So now I'm just going to party like crazy. Now that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that I don't, that I've been given the green light and everybody is opening up. Now I'm just going to do the opposite. Now I'm going to hang out with people in close proximity. We're not going to wear a mask. We're going to share, you know, uh, 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 drinks together. We're going to, you know, uh, I'll drink from the same beer well, can. Why, why does it have to go that to extreme? People are snapping. People are losing yeah. their, their, they've been under control for so much. And they've been, it's sort of like the dieter that, you know, oh, yeah. like says, I'm done with the diet. So I'm going to, instead of, you know, I'm not going to just eat one cookie to break my diet. I'm going to eat the entire bag. I got, a, I, I got a funny story about that too. That I'm going to Seven Eleven, and I'm going to buy every Twinkie and oh yeah. off the shelf and eat it. You know, the people and America is this way. We're the kind of folks that when we're done starving, when we we're done binging, we you know when we're done, we you know we go and we party like crazy to make up for the fact that we spent so much time you know being good. We try to balance that out by being just as bad. For the same period of time. And well, that's not remind work. me when we come back from break about my uh, story about my roommate Tim and uh, and his healthy eating. Okay. Okay. Uh, here, here is our second trivia question about Vanderjack. Okay. Please. Vanderjack. Yeah, no, sorry, no Vanderjack. <clears throat> hey, it's Uncle Vern who's joining oh, us. Boy. Right. Better late than never. Break, Man, Uncle Vern. You're coming in right as we're going to a, a break. So this is my tear-filled apology for the Randy Moss thing last week. I'm not re-apologizing again. You'll have to watch the recording. <laughs> That's okay. All right, here we go. I was a three-year starter at defensive end while at Purdue, earning all big 10 honors during my senior year. The Jacksonville Jaguars selected me in the third round of the NFL draft in 2002. In 2008, I was traded from the Dallas Cowboys to the Miami Dolphins for a fourth-round pick. Who am I? And we're talking about football last names that you can't pronounce. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Hi, 
Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. You probably heard about earning high returns investing in real estate through crowdfunding and other online platforms. But do you know where that real estate is located? At Pacific Private Money, we invest primarily in local Northern California real estate, and our clients earn yields of 7.5% secured by deeds of trust at conservative values. To find out more about one of the best-kept secrets in secured high-yield investing, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com or call 415-883-2150. Equal housing lender. License Cal DRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Hello, and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. The TVS Television Network. For decades, your home for great sports TV is back. You can watch six TVS sports channels now streaming on WatchYour.TV. It's free and it's on the internet as well as on Roku, Android, and iPhone and iPad apps. Watch TVS Sports Network, TVS Classic Sports Network, TVS Turbo Sports Network, TVS Women's Sports Network, TVS Tavern Sports Network, and TVS Boxing Network. That's TVS Television Network. Six free channels at WatchYour.TV. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. And Vern joins us. How are you? Hey, we're good. We're good. Sorry. A little better late than never. That's true. Right. Well, we're going to let you answer this question. Uh, this is uh, The theme is la- football, last names that are hard to pronounce. I was a th- three-year starter at defensive end while at Purdue, earning all Big Ten honors during my senior year. The... Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars selected me in the third round of the NFL draft in 2002. In mm. 2008, I was traded from the Dallas Cowboys to the Miami Dolphins for a fourth round pick. Who am I? Again, last name's hard to pronounce. Well, you, you got me, man. Give it to me. Akeen Adudella? Adudella. A- A-I-O-D-E-L-E. 
Okay. Akeen, I, I assume it's A-K-I-N, Akeen, uh, Aduela, Ayo, Ayodela. There we go. All yeah, right. When you work in TV, that's a, that, that, that's yeah, a how do you tough do that? one. That, that, that's a tough one when you're trying to do like a live interview and the guy just kind of like walks up right after you, you know, right after yeah. the game. That's a, that's, hey, that's a, pal. Unless you practiced yeah. it, that's a, that's a tough one to get out. I just, just call him Mr. A. Yeah. Hey, right? hey, Mr. A. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So uh, before we get into to all this good stuff here, really quickly, uh, we're, we're talking just before you uh, came on, Vern, about uh, diets and how people just like quickly binge right afterward. And I had a, a, a roommate uh, who had gone on this health binge. I mean, this guy was putting lettuce and celery and carrots and everything you can think of in a blender and he was drinking this like green juice and okay one time he put 200 carrots in there and he actually literally turned orange right so one time i come home and this was when i was not eating quite as healthy as i do now which i'm still pretty bad but um i remember going oh i'm home from work and i i'm thinking i remember buying a brand new big box of of or big bag of the uh, Ch chips ahoy chocolate mm -hmm. chip cookies remember those Sure. And I'm looking in the cupboard and I can't find them anywhere. And I knew that I just bought them the day before. And I look on the couch and I said, Hey, Tim, have you, Tim, what's going on? And he is just like, he is in a, a coma, <laughs> you know? And I, I, and I look and there's the entire bag empty. And this is a big bag. So there must have been wow. 50 cookies in there. Wow. <laughs> wow. He ate them all. Wow. He ate them all in one sitting. Wow. Uh, yeah. I live with I live with a guy that ate an entire box of family size Captain Crunch in one sitting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that that would be kind of hard for Captain I could see maybe Rice Krispies or something. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, baby, big old box of Captain Crunch. Ate the, in a big bowl too. Ate, oh, ate man. And I had a roommate once that was really overweight. He's lost a lot of weight now. He had a lap band put in. But before he had the lap band done, I swear to God, he would drink an entire gallon of milk per day. Oh man! Wow. He would just he he would take the gallon and drink from it as if it were a cup, and it was whole milk too. And I used to work with a guy at another station who who drank five six Coca Colas a day. After a while, we started calling him Soda, and and, that, and the nickname stuck. <laughs> we all call him Soda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to sports. Uh, Major League Baseball, six yeah. games to start uh, late July. It's apparently the shortest season since 1868. Uh, the commissioner apparently is forcing the issue, and uh, not all the players are on board. Yeah, I don't see this as a resolved issue. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's a result. You know, by the time this show airs, I mean, we we just don't know. I mean, by the time that we're recording it, the players have to decide two things. Uh, number one, if they're going to accept the terms of it. Number two. They all have to agree to a a health protocol in order to kind of move forward. And so players can still file a grievance. They can still they 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 can still think, mm, you know, we think there's a lot more money to be had than than what the owners are saying. So I, I, it's it's not a it's, it's not a slam dunk as we're recording this right now. But by the time it airs, we'll all know. I wonder if they could uh, say, well, we understand this year's kind of tough, so. Can you can you backload our pay to next year? But not once have you heard any of them saying, you know, boy, our fans, the folks that really love us, what should we do to make them happy? 
Actually, they actually, actually, I did the 11, I did the six, five, six, and the 11 last night, and they did come out with a statement, and they did mention the fans in the statement. So, uh, so, so, so they, uh, I don't know who wrote it, I don't know who crafted it, but they, they did make sure that the fans were mentioned. It, but they don't mean it. They don't mean it because it's not what they're doing. If, if they cared about the fans, we'd be having baseball to start July. Well, the fans don't write the check, their paycheck. They do. Right? I mean, well, I mean, they're they're a part of it, you know, but it's like when you work for a company, yeah, the customers are the ones who feed the company the money, you know, to be able to give the employer to pay, but it's the employers who actually write the checks, right? Well, let's, yeah, let's, just, let's just put the rat on the table. It's all about the money. It is all about It the is, money. and that's what and, makes and America really upset right yeah, now. Yeah, but, 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 but Mr. Jackman, if you had a, if you had a shelf life of a career of five years, that's it. Five years to get in, get what you can, and get out. That's it. Then I can understand kind of where the players are coming from. The owners, the the the, the appreciation, the value of, of of the teams that they own just 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 skyrocket year per year. I mean, it could be twenty years down the line, and 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 these teams they own are worth billions. I mean, that money yeah. is just coming in. But the gladiators, shelf life five years. Well, yeah, I, I think that the the owners are the ones that look bad, worse in this situation. They look worse than the players. But there's always that mentality. And something you missed in our discussion earlier was the difference between a game and a sport. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but I think a lot of folks still in their mind feel, you know, these folks are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, you know. And that that is always – whereas owners – you know, they have to manage a business. They have to, they're doing something that is of higher, you know. Well, remember, not all the players are like Ernie Banks. Hey, let's play two, hmm. right? And hmm. didn't Will Clark say, man, I, I play for, of course, he said this. I don't know if he'd read it. Yeah, I'd play for free. I read all this all my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, that, you know, nobody sits there and says, I could be an owner, but a lot of people say, oh yeah, well, I could play baseball too. If you gave me millions of dollars, put a bat in my hand, you know, I, I, I well, play. want to do, I mean, I, I've always wanted to do that, but I didn't have the talent to do it or the stamina. But everybody imagines that they could, whereas True. nobody puts themselves in an owner's position. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'd love to be an owner sometime and have to write checks to all these folks. Man, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't write those checks. No. I just could not, man. I, I know. I, just That's I, I think about that too, where it's like these guys, in fact, it's really funny. A, a, a friend of mine, um, I may have mentioned this many years ago, but he's like, he's like a cousin. And uh, he worked for a company where, you know, they did these huge merger and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. And he was representing the buyer of some kind of a biotech company. And they're, they're doing this negotiation. And then finally he pulls his client aside where no one can hear. And he said, stop being so cheap and add an extra hundred million to your offer. And wow. when you're talking, you know, tens of billions of dollars, that's only one to 2%, you know, <laughs> an extra hundred million dollars. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, uh, moving on here, because I have one more thing to cover here. So Carl Crawford, remember he used to play for the Dodgers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, last, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, an unfortunate incident where uh, there was a, a child who, who died uh, drowning in his pool. And apparently a lady who even tried to save the child, she drowned too. So I don't know. It must have been a crazy pool. The hell of a pool, yeah. But, but the, here's the very odd part. 
the uh, father is seeking compensation for maintenance he would have received from his son had he lived. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, are you saying that as soon as your kid is 18 or whatever, then you're going to stop working, your kid's going to end up supporting you and you're suing for that? I mean, I understand the emotional distress and that's the pain and suffering of losing a child. Awful, absolutely awful. But I'm thinking, how do you sue for the fact that, well, one day this kid was going to support me? I mean, he's five years old. Well, as the lawyer out of the group, yeah. I'll say that um, uh, when you are suing for personal injury, the concept is that you load your shotgun up with nails and dynamite, and then you pull the trigger, and whatever gets caught in the crossfire is the money that you get. So well, yeah, because you can't you can't later on say, oh, by the right. way, I forgot to add this to the equation. Right. Oh. But, but yeah, but that looks but that, that shotgun. Before I mean that that's kind of ridiculous though. I mean Well, that's but they that gives them a negotiating element that they can work on. So in other words, they give up that demand for, you know, being paid for the future. Yeah, but doesn't that, that make them look bad though? I mean, what? at some point, wouldn't you look really silly in front of a jury or a judge? Where they would it's going to settle. I guarantee you, it's not going to go to. Court. Well, no, he's probably got he's got probably got homeowners insurance that covers. Yeah, it's all going to all these sort of things settle. So you you start high and you throw everything in to begin with on the high end because that allows you to then negotiate it down and and you can say, oh well, I'm getting rid of this demand and I'm getting rid of that <laughs> demand, judge. And see how I'm giving these things away. Now this other person has to give me these things because I'm sacrificing these things that I were was so, asking. So how about Carl Crawford sues the, the father for the emotional distress that Carl Crawford has to live with the fact that somebody died on his property? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's all a strategic thing and it's a lot of it. But, 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 but what about responsibility? I mean, when, whenever I brought my kids over to somebody who had a pool, I watched my kids. I didn't put it on somebody else to, to watch my kids. That's why your kids are still alive. Yeah, yeah, but it's called being a responsible parent. I mean, especially Fern, you have kids who swim. I mean, yes. when they were learning to swim, I can't imagine that you would just be like, oh, yeah, eh, they're, they're two years old. They'll learn how to swim on their own. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it always has to do with when you're a property owner, you're liable for what happens on your property. Mm. Yeah, but isn't there got to be some like negligence? I mean, I understand about like not covering your pool and 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 neighbor kid just neighbor kid just walks in, you know, climbs the fence and, and jumps over, which is still a little ridiculous. But still, uh, this is talking about like an open party where there's everybody there. I mean, one expects a parent to watch his or her own kid. Wouldn't you say? Well, you would probably, think. You would think, yeah. That's probably what the case will be centered about. Was was it the parent's responsibility? Was it their response? Probably what will happen is it'll be a case of contributory negligence. So in other words, the, the property owner will not be found completely liable, but will be found 25% or 40 Just because they have a pool? Yeah. And that you invited children and did not not make some sort of, uh, you know. You didn't have a lifeguard there. Or, or yeah, or have a lifeguard or tell, you know, some older kids to, watch out for what was going on or warn the parents about, you know, we don't know the pool itself, if the pool like had some sort of defect in it. Well, that's pop. different. I mean, I, I get that. If, for if two there's... people to drown in the pool, you might think there might be, you know, 
they might have been keeping a shark in there. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how I, I mean, you know, people die in, in a pool like that, especially one of them being an adult. You know, I know. And, I, I, yeah, it's uh, and, and a five-year-old, you know, isn't somebody who weighs. 300 pounds where you have a hard time getting them out of the pool. So I, I don't know the whole circumstance there. Uh, going to our last commercial break here, uh, wow. talking about football, last names uh, you can't pronounce. Uh, I ended my college career at Oregon State, where I played with my future NFL team teammate, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Chad and I were both drafted in 2001 by the Cincinnati Bengals, although he went in round two and I fell to round seven. Who am I? What, what position? Uh, you know what? Ooh, I didn't look that up. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a hard name to pronounce. Okay, that, that's our main thing. All right. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some closing comments. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. 
Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Uh, third trivia question, kind of a tough one. I ended my college career at Oregon State, where I played with my future NFL teammate, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Chad and I were both drafted in 2001 by the Cincinnati Bengals, although he went in round two and I fell to round seven. Who am I? Hard, hard one here. No idea. Okay, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Going one. back with Vanderjack. No, no, no Vanderjack here. Okay. Okay, can you pronounce it like like phonetically? Can you, uh, did you, did you uh, write I'm gonna that try, out? I'm going to try. Okay, T.J. Hushmanz. Oh, oh TJ. It's, it's TJ Hushmanzada. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a tight end. Tight end. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought he was kind of a big guy, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's a, yeah, a, a very good productive player. Yeah. Okay, that, and I remember he was, he was a good third down guy. Yeah, when you're that big, that's your best position is for third down. Um, I uh, yeah, I kind of remember him. You know, the, the long name on the back. Yep. One of those he names that kind of starts at a shoulder pad and ends at the older, other shoulder pad. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vern, we have uh, 15 seconds before I, we have to do our thoughts for the day. You just joined us a little bit late. Any any last exciting news from you? Well, uh, I guess uh, just uh, I guess just scratching the social scene, the big talk has been, uh, you know, NASCAR and what happened and Bubba yeah. Wallace and, and the oh. aftermath and, and a sport that – that, that, that was beginning to take a few steps forward. And then yeah. all of a sudden, because of the news incident, it takes 10 steps back. But it was nice to see the swarm of drivers behind him. Yeah. And, 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 and I just hope that the FBI investigation kind of follows through. And that person is found out and is banished forever from the sport. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of ridiculous how that happens. Well, they have a news ready for him. So, you know, whoever they can. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A news for the guy who did it, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, here's our thoughts for the day. I said to the gym teacher, can you teach me to do the splits? And he said, well, how flexible are you? I said, mm, I can make Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a joke that I can't tell on the air. You can't tell on the air. Okay. And a good way to stand out from the competition at a job interview is to bring your resume on a floppy disk. Remember those? Yeah. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. 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 Adios.